Off the ball. In association with Air. Don't miss live and exclusive Premier League action this month on the Air Sport Pack. This is News Talk. 10 seconds to go. 24 23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, feel and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Kevin Cullen from the Boston Globe joins us on the line. That was the Minnesota Vikings. As you uh, heard there from the excited commentary of Paul Allen from KFAN Sports Radio in Minnesota, performing a bit of a miracle, really. They beat New Orleans Saints 29 points to 24. A bizarre game, which we'll talk about now. The other results, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars 45-42. And then New England Patriots cruised against Tennessee 35-14. And Philadelphia Eagles beat Atlanta Falcons 15 points to 10. So what it means this Sunday, we are down to the last four. Jacksonville Jaguars are in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, more to the point uh, against New England. And then uh, the Vikings will travel to Philadelphia. So we have our last four. Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe, as I said, is with us. Uh, Miracle said several times there, Kevin. How miraculous was this? Well, it's interesting, uh, Joe, that the audio you just played, I think if you listen to Paul Allen, as he begins the call, he, he was so flat. It was almost like perfunctory. He was going through the motions. He didn't believe for a minute they had a shot. I mean, I watched uh, the replay 20 times, and I still can't understand why Marcus Williams, the cornerback of the, uh, for the Saints, just didn't wrap him up. Just stayed. He had time to literally run up in back of him and stand there and let him catch the ball, which would have been actually a good play. And just throw him down. Hmm. The game's over. Hmm. Instead, Williams makes this dive, and he—it's he, not like he missed him by a little. He missed him by a lot. Yeah. And in and in doing so, he creates contact so that his uh, teammate can't catch uh, Diggs from behind. It was—I uh, never saw anything quite like it. It was one of those classically—you couldn't script it. You could try to do that thing a thousand times, and it might work once, but it worked. And, uh, you know, Marcus Williams was on the cusp of maybe being a guy that would never have to buy a drink again in New Orleans. And now I don't think he can ever drink again in New Orleans because Saints fans are absolutely psychos, and uh, especially in that town. And I, that, I, he's sort of the anti-Malcolm Butler because, you know, M- Malcolm Butler will never buy a drink in Boston after making the interception uh, that, seared, that sealed the Super Bowl for the Patriots against the Seahawks a couple of years ago. But this is the anti-Malcolm Butler. This kid, would, and, and unfairly, will be remembered for costing uh, the Saints a real, sh- a real shot at, at certainly, at obviously, the NFC uh, Yeah. Championship, and I, I I have a feeling if the Saints won that game, they had a really good shot of getting to the uh, championship against the Eagles, who are obviously playing with a backup quarterback now. But. Yeah, it was the uh, that extraordinary moment uh, was the culmination of a pretty extraordinary game. The Vikings were seventeen nil up at half time. It looked like they had this thing done. Yeah, 
And then Drew Brees brings the Saints back into the game and, and suddenly they are leading, as we heard there, with 10 seconds to right. go. Like, the Vikings have a reputation for choking. Uh, four Super Bowl losses. So they do. Presumably everybody's watching this going, same old Vikings. Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I might have mentioned this the last time I was on your show, Joe, but I can't get a vibe or a feel for how good or how bad the Vikings are. Uh, their record speaks volumes. It's great. Um, this guy, their, their quarterback, Keenum, who I never really heard of before this year, uh, kind of a journeyman. I think he's been on a few teams. He's 29. He's no kid. Uh, but they've just been they, – they, all they do is win. Um, but that was a pretty remarkable way to win. Mm. Um but we'll see. I mean, like I, I think I told you a couple of weeks ago, I, I still thought the Eagles might prevail in the, the NFC because they're just such a well-rounded team. Um, and you know, who's a, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the, the bookies will, 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 will look with favor on the Vikings because I mean, the, the Eagles were actually um, were not favorites last week. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So this goes down into uh, miracle uh, territory is what Paul Allen said on the radio there. We were just flicking through some other uh, miracles. I think the best name by a distance comes between uh, the Steelers and the Raiders in 72, the Immaculate Reception, which Immaculate is definitely, the, that is yeah. the best name by a distance. The name goes a long way. We have a commentary, uh, a commentary clip here. This is from December 72. I'm sure you're very familiar with it. This is um, Steelers beating the Raiders 13-7 in the AFC Divisional Playoffs. And this is uh, generally regarded as one of the NFL's most iconic plays. Bradshaw trying to get away, and his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off! Michael Harris has it! And he's over! Look! Michael Harris! Grab the ball on the deflection! Five seconds to go! He grabbed it with five seconds to go and scored! So what went on there? What's the million to one odds there? Well, the million to one odds was the ball bouncing just that way in Franco Harris's hands that he was able to get a touchstone when it looked like it was just a broken up pass. Uh, it's funny we've had a, there was a, there was one like in, in one of the NFC games something happened this I didn't see it I just saw a, like a video of it in which it, it bounced off somebody went to somebody. And then last week, the, the week before, Marcus Mariota, the um, quarterback for the Titans, the Tennessee Titans, he caught his own pass after it was deflected and brought it in for a touchdown. So it's been a weird couple of weeks, I'll mm. tell you. I didn't want to bring up the miracle of 07 in the Super Bowl. I figure that's still, that's still a bit raw <laughs> okay. for you, 10 years on. Is we, that we still can, a bit much? No, we can still handle it. <laughs> we can still handle it. I always say that it always evens out. The, the, the Patriots probably shouldn't have won that first Super Bowl in the Brady era against the Rams. I mean, I mean, I have, a lot of my in-laws are Giants fans from, the, from New York and New Jersey, and we talk about this all the time. But I think both of those Giants uh, wins in the Super Bowl, I think that the Patriots were better teams both years, but that's the thing about the about the NFL. It's the only American major American sport in which the games it's you're one and done. You don't get to play a series. Mm. And in that case, I mean that was. But if you look at that film at the end, about forty different things had to happen before uh, David Tyree makes that catch, um, and it just was an extraordinary. But this this is what happens in big games. It's just unfathomable. What, odd, odd-defying things like what happened with the, the Minnesota game the other day. 
it's the same thing. Mm. But uh, I would say, you know, it, there are teams that are snake bitten in some respect. I mean, I think the the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, are kind of there. Um, but the, the Patriots have had it both ways. They, they've won when they shouldn't, and, and they've sort of, I, I think, in both of those cases against the, the Giants, mm. they lost when they shouldn't have. Yeah, that was the perfect season as well, that Eli Manning year, wasn't it? That was the Patriots' yeah, perfect exactly. season. Right. So and that's the other thing about when you're under a lot of a lot of Patriots fans had hoped they had wished they had lost the game because just statistically, when you're unbeaten every week, you're statistically more likely to lose a game. It's just the simple matter of odds. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, they that that offense with Randy Moss, that was that's the best team. That's the best offense I've seen the Patriots have had. I'm looking at this year. I, I think I even mentioned this to you before. Every year that the Patriots got to the Super Bowl, I thought they were going to get to the Super Bowl, and I thought they were going to win, including the two they lost to the Giants. I haven't felt like that about this team. It's kind of a weird Patriots team, and Brady's doing an incredible job at 40. That's all, that's all I could say because his receiving uh, core has been depleted much of the, the year, and uh, they, they've never had a full um, receiving core. And if Brady did have a full receiving core, I think it'd be I think it'd be throwing for over 400 yards every game, three or four touchdowns. So he's managing the situation. They're um, they've got uh, yeah, they've got the Jaguars, who a surprise yeah. result. They stunned um, number two seed the Steelers, 45 points to 42. I mentioned so they're in Massachusetts this uh, Sunday. Uh, like the the, right. the the notable thing about uh, Jacksonville is their quarterback is not particularly. Uh, good, but they have a very, very yep. strong running game, and there is a feeling out there that the Patriots are susceptible to a really good running game. Are you in yep. any way worried about this one? Yeah, like I said, NFL, any given Sunday, anybody can win. I always feel that way. I mean, I think obviously the bookies are looking at this, and, and, the, and the Patriots are heavily favored. But what you just said, those two things, uh, a good running game and and a particularly mobile quarterback, which Bortles is. I mean, he gets very little respect, um, Blake Bortles, but he's done what. I mean, he, the guy the guy has won games, playoff games with his feet, not with his arm. Mm. But he's passed what he's he's done what he's had to do. He's been efficient, and more than anything, they, they're just not turning the ball over. And that really is the other thing in big games like this. If you turn the ball over more than once, you're, you're probably going to lose the game. And uh, the Patriots have been very good at ball protection, but so have the Jaguars. And that's the uh, – we're going to see – I mean, I, I heard something today that, that Fournette, their running back, was in a car accident. I don't think he was hurt. But, I mean, he didn't look like he was 100% either uh, watching him. So, we'll see. I mean, to me, if the Patriots – you know, it, it's just like last the – only, the only chance I gave the Titans was if they were able to really run the ball maybe possess the ball well over 60% of the time, then they had a possible shot. But, I mean, the Patriots absolutely shut down Henry. He had a big game the week before. He had, I don't know what he ran for the other night. I think it was 50 or 60 yards. Mm. He just didn't have a very good game. And they were able to key on him because the Titans just, you know, they didn't worry. Their their attitude was, yeah, let Mariota beat him. They didn't think he could, and he could. Mm. And I think the same thing is is we're going to see almost a similar situation Against the Jaguars, the Jaguars will only be able to beat the Patriots if they control and possess the ball a real big chunk of the time. They run the ball for a lot of yardage, and Bortles is able both to run and then a mobile quarterback who can get out of the pocket can can give the Patriots headaches. But um, 
I still would be really surprised if the Patriots don't win. Okay, and a final point. So that's Bortles' um, job on uh, Sunday. You mentioned that Brady is managing the current situation very, very well. In what respects, mm-hmm. uh, given that we, you know, we brought up ten years ago and and the, the Giants game. In what respects is if you know if you were to put the tape side by side, has Tom Brady's game changed over the last ten years, or has it changed very much? I, I, I honestly, I don't think it's changed that much because he was never a very mobile quarterback. Sure, he's a, he's a pocket passer. They, there are a few offensive sets in where he, you know, purposely rolls out right, but that's very rare. And you know, so that's the one thing about Tom Brady. It's not like you know when you watch a guy like Peyton Manning, John Elway. Their skills diminished. It was clear as they got into the later part of their career, you could see them, they were diminished. They weren't the same player. The interesting thing about Brady is that he was never mobile. He was mm. never a running quarterback. So that it, 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 you know, he's been able to maintain an extraordinary uh, physique, and, and he's only gotten better when it comes to diet and his pliability. And the, the, the main thing about Tom Brady is he can take hits. He just seems to, you know, when these guys hit you, the, the size and the speed they're hitting you, you at, it's it's remarkable that Tom Brady has missed as few games as he has. Really, it was just the when Paul had took his knee out um, when the Kansas City Chiefs when that when that in a blitz they hit his knee and he missed the whole season. But basically, the, other than that, Brady has been just a workhorse, and he just knows. He, he, the other thing we you know we had talked last time, Joe, about the distractions of them barring his trainer and all this stuff. You could see it on last week that during the game, Brady was pissed off. And Tom Brady always plays better when he's angry, when he thinks he has something to prove. And the whole thing about Garoppolo and his trainer, it just made him angry because he kept he kept getting asked about it by the press. Mm. Instead of talking about the game, they were talking about these distractions and you could see how fired up he was and again, that if, if I'm the Jaguars, I don't want to give him any any bulletin board material because when Brady's mad, he plays well. Okay, that's the Boston Globe's Kevin Cullen. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Joe. Off the ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband.